Hello and welcome back to the Retro Break podcast. I think this is episode 22 now and this is the first one that I'm doing in 2023 and I thought to kick things off for the new year I will start with what my game collecting goals are for this year. I think that'd be a fun episode to start the year off with and let me know wherever you're listening to this podcast what games you'd like to pick up this year but I'm going to start off with a few really interesting things that I want to get and why I kind of want to collect the things that I'm planning to this year as well and I'm hopefully not going to go too far of course I'm going to try and collect less games than I have done in the past because if I'm completely honest with myself I do feel like I'm playing games less than I used to because I'm focusing on more creative outlets like making videos I guess and podcasts and twitch streams and all the sorts of content which are kind of taking priority over just playing random games that I'm picking up. So this year I'm going to try and focus on collecting games that I'm actually going to be put into use in my content. So I have a range of things here that I've got planned to include in some videos. And if you're watching on Patreon, yes because this is a video podcast if you're watching on Patreon, this here is the TV Game 6. And for those of you listening, this was Nintendo's first ever game console and I picked this one up the other day but on my list of things to collect this year are Nintendo's other TV game systems because I do want to do a video on all of them at some point so we have the TV game 6 which is this one here which is like a Pong clone console there's also the TV game 15 which included as the title suggests 15 different systems there was also one called the Block Game Kazushi, which is kind of a breakout clone, Arkanoid breakout, that sort of thing. And that was actually the first one that Shigeru Miyamoto had a hand in as well. And it doesn't really seem that expensive either. It's only about 100 quid, which is good. And there was two others as well. There was also a drive-in one, which seems like a really big plastic steering wheel, which looks really cool. But that one's quite expensive. It's about 300-ish pounds. So I don't know whether I'll be getting that one for a while, but I would really like to get it. And I also have no idea where I would store that when I did actually get hold of one. And the final one is by far the hardest one to find, and that is a version of their arcade Othello game. And I think it uses exactly the same code in the actual home console version as well. So that was kind of unheard of at the time to have something so close to arcade perfect. And I would love to get my hands on one, but they don't really come up very often at all. But I would love to collect, I think there's five different ones. I would love to collect all them and do a video on Nintendo's history before they made the Famicom and the NES. And that moves me on to the next thing that I've got on this list here, which is an original Famicom and the disk system attachment. I do have a Famicom twin, but the disk drive doesn't actually work on there, so I would love to get both an original Famicom for the video, because I do plan to do a video on how Nintendo made the Famicom and kind of their lead up to their first proper game console so I would love to have the actual console in order to show that one off in the episode and I would also love to get a working disc system as well because there's loads of interesting disc system games that I would love to try and collect especially when I go back to Japan I would love to be able to look for more of them and I'm planning to go back at some point next year I think maybe around March to May time that'll give me time to save up so I've got loads of loads of spending money to spend in Akihabara and stuff which I can't wait to do so Hopefully I won't spend too much money this year, but judging by this list, maybe I will. Uh, what else have we got on here? We've got the SG-1000, which was Sega's first entry into the video game market, because I would love to do a video on Sega's journey into video games as well, because just like Nintendo, they've also got a fascinating story, which 
apart from one book that I know of, hasn't really been shared that much online. So I would love to add something in that space as well. And I would love to show off the SG-1000 and, you know, how it differed from the Master System and what sort of games were on there and stuff too. So that'll be something really cool to try and track down this year. I would also love to get some Game & Watches, especially Ball, which was the first one that they ever released, and maybe a few other early ones as well. I did have a Donkey Kong Game & Watch at one point, but one of my sister's friends stood on it and snapped the screen in half, and I will never forgive them for that. But yeah, I would love to get more Game & Watch systems, because just like the TV games, it's a really fascinating part of Nintendo's history, and it did actually do really well for them at the time, so they're not really that hard to get a hold of, and there's so many different ones to choose from. It's really Really, really interesting. I'm also looking to try and get hold of a Game & Watch book as well, and I did order that about a month ago from Waterstones and it still hasn't turned up, so I might need to try and send them a follow-up email to see what the hell is going on with that book, because they said they would be able to get it from the publisher, but I haven't heard or seen anything yet. But uh, that's it this year for consoles that I want to try and collect, so let's move on to a few specific games. Well, before we do, there's kind of a console. I don't know whether you could actually call this a console or not, but I found this one when I was searching on Google for one of my favourite games, Tetris Plus, because there was a follow-up in the arcades called Tetris Plus 2, which included a whole load new puzzle levels, which is my favourite thing about that game. So I was doing a little bit of research on Tetris Plus 2 to try and find a ROM to download so I could play it on the computer, but while I was doing that, I actually found out that At Games have released um, one of their 101 arcade systems, and for some reason included on one specific system that they released in 2019 is Tetris Plus 2, the arcade version. So I am trying to track that down. I think it's called Legends Flashback, and it's the 2019 model that came with 100 built-in games, and one of those games was Tetris Plus 2, so I would love to get that just for that one game in particular. Although it did also come out in their full-size arcade cabinet as well, but the difference is about $80 to about $800, so I know which one I'm trying to track down. But in terms of actual specific games, uh, there was a DS game that a lot of people have been recommended to me over on YouTube since my DS videos have been doing really well recently. And that game is Monster Tail, which is a kind of Metroidvania style game, I believe. But it looks really interesting. It's a game I've had on my list for a long time. And if there was one DS game that I want to try and get this year, then Monster Tail is that game. And I really hope it lives up to all the very high expectations that people have set for it for me. Um, another game related to videos that I want to make is the Taito Milestones collection because uh, I don't know whether you know or not but Taito just is celebrating their 70th anniversary this year and I would love to get that Milestones collection and I would love to do a series on the developer itself and I think having that collection would be a great way of experiencing a wide range of games that they've released over the years and that is also available on the Switch and it's not too expensive really so that's kind of an easy one for me to tick off but it will be a lot of work on the video side of things to do all the research. Other things that I've got planned here that I'm going to try and make videos on this year, um, I want to collect some more Resident Evil games for specifically Nintendo consoles, because I think that would be a really interesting topic. So I want to try and collect all of the GameCube games. I've got most of them now, but I still need to get 2, 3 and Veronica. I'm going to try and track them down this year, that shouldn't be too difficult. And of course I also want to bolster my uh, UK Game Boy collection as well, because I do plan at some point to try and collect all the games in the series, but that's 
kind of a long running goal and I don't really care how long that takes it's just something fun for me to focus on in the background and a lot of the games are still fairly cheap I've still got quite a few common ones to try and find so whenever I go to events and stuff I'm always flicking through the Game Boy games in hopes of finding something that I haven't got to add to my collection so that should be pretty fun um, and there's also a, a series of videos that I want to do um, kind of talking about the defining games on specific systems so I've got a few kind of I don't want to say boring but kind of generic NES games that I don't actually own that I probably should own especially if I want to do a defining games episode so things like the original Metroid I want to try and get the original Final Fantasy the original Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior as it was known over here in America uh, Contra 1, Balloon Fight, Ice Climbers, Donkey Kong Jr. Duck Hunt and the Nest Zapper would be really cool to own. And for some reason I don't have Zelda 1 as well, so I've also got that on my list of NES games that I need. And over on the SNES I've got a few that people are always really surprised to hear that I don't have. Earthbound, of course, being an absolute classic for the system, which I didn't really enjoy that much when it came out on the Wii U, but maybe I kind of had too high expectations for that game. So Earthbound I want to try and get on the SNES and maybe actually play it on the original system. That might improve my thoughts about the game. Final Fantasy VI is another one that I don't properly own. I mean, I own the Japanese one, but I don't own the American version, so that'd be cool. And Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I do really enjoy that game. It was one of the first games that I ever played on an emulator back in the day, but I don't own the proper you know, official version of the game, so I'd love to try and get that. And another Mario RPG, this time for the N64, I would love to try and get a hold of Paper Mario as well. I do have most of the defining games for the N64, but Paper Mario is kind of the, the big one that I'm missing out on. And the last thing that I wanted to bring up in this episode, and a lot of people always ask me, what's going on with my Quintet video? Why haven't I made the Quintet retrospective yet? Well, that is because I still have a lot more games that I want to try and get if I want to do this video justice. So I'll just open up this folder I've got here for my Quintet documentary and just go through some of the games that I don't actually have which Quintet had a hand in making. So there was a group of Ease games on the PS2, they were kind of remakes, and Quintet actually helped out with the sound for them. So Ease 3, Ease 4, and Ease 5 for the PS2 I want to try and get hold of. They all seem fairly expensive, around the £200 mark. So that's why I've kind of put off getting them for a long while now, and obviously you can't really play them in English either, so it seems like a lot of money, but I really want to do this video properly. And surprisingly, there's also a few other PS2 games that they worked on. So there's an Inuyasha game called Secret of the Cursed Mask, which shouldn't be too difficult to track down, so I want to get hold of that. There was a Bleach game uh, where they did the development and the sound for it. They also did some graphics in some of the Atelier games that only came out in Japan. So Atelier Vi Violet, Gramnad, something, Atelier Mary and Ellie Salberg and Atelier Lily Salberg as well. So I want to try and get them three. Uh, there's also two that are completely in Japanese, so I can't really try and pronounce either of those two but if you're watching on patreon i'll put the names of those two up on the screen right now and there was also another one which looks like some sort of fighting game that was made by shade which was a splinter of quintet and there was another bleach game as well called unleashed ambition which i also want to try to track down for the ps2 and there was a few more as well if you're watching on patreon again i'll put the list on the side but i'm not gonna bore you all in the audio by just reading off a big long list so that's basically what i've got written down now 
there are a few more there's a few uh sonic team ones that i want to try and get for a retrospective and i was planning on doing a yuji naka retrospective as well but he's uh let's just say he's kind of lost favor in the gaming community so i don't know whether making a yuji naka video would be a good idea or not really at this point uh let's see what else i've got here i did want to do one on alexi pagetnov I think that would be a really interesting one to do, and I have been, and I have been trying to track down his games for a long time as well. And I've only got a few more to find uh, that he actually made. So an interesting one here is the Microsoft Puzzle Collection for the Game Boy Color. I don't think that one should be too hard to get hold of. So that's one that's on my list. There was also a game called Clockworks that he made for the PC, and a game called Night Moves for the PC as well, which is kind of an interesting game where you move a knight in the sort of chess-style movement, but it's more of a puzzle game. There was also a game called Wild Snake on the SNES, and Night Move on the Famicom Disk System as well, so that's another reason to try and get a working disk system. So, yeah, there's a few more games by Alexei Pajitnov, but I've nearly got all of them, and then I can start working on that retrospective. So hopefully that's coming out this year as well. And I guess that's it for this episode. Let me know what games you're trying to find this year. Of course, I've got loads more that I want to try and get hold of as well. But obviously, it's all money-related. I'm not made of money. But yeah, it's always fun to have things to try and look for when I'm going to conventions and stuff. So if any of you guys have any of that stuff for sale and you see me at a show, then let me know. But yeah, thanks for listening. And it's uh, it's good to be back on the podcast. I've been kind of ill at the start of this year, so I'm glad I'm feeling better enough to actually start talking again. So thanks so much for listening. And I've got a load of great plans over on YouTube and over on Twitch as well. So if you don't follow me over there, YouTube slash RetroBreak, or just go to retrobreak.co.uk and you'll find links to everything. So thank you so much. And hopefully it won't be too long until the next podcast episode as well. And I am thinking about getting some guests on here too. So if you'd be interested in talking to me, and making a podcast out of it maybe if you're a game designer or if you're a retro game collector or anything then the best way to get hold of me is to drop me an email at retrobreakgames at gmail.com and maybe we can work something out so that might be kind of interesting anyway thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching if you're over on patreon and that's it for now speak to you all again soon goodbye <laughs>